Hello everybody, welcome back to Discussing Doodles. The podcast where we talk about an animated movie from a different animation studio each week. Before we begin, we just want to say that some spoilers will be ahead. So if you've yet to see this movie and don't want it spoiled, stop listening now. Final disclaimer, when we get excited, we tend to swear. Although we talk about family movies, this isn't a family podcast. You You have have been been warned. Hiya! Welcome back to Discussing Doodles. I'm Mark. I'm Luke. And it's series six, episode two. Yeah, breath. Yeah, I ran up the stairs to oh, see you. Oh, Mark, to see you. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> you do some talking. Yeah, it's series six, episode two. It's Studio Jibs. We're on only yesterday. I've never seen this film before. Me need. What do you think? Um. I'm in no hurry to see it again. No. But I enjoyed it while it was on. Okay. I'll say that. Yeah. That's where I'll leave it. I would say this film wasn't made for me. No. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I Not found every it... film will be. Exactly. I found it interesting. Yeah. Um, there were certain aspects of it I really liked. Certain aspects of it I didn't care for. Yeah. And there were certain aspects of it I didn't like. Yeah. When it comes to Studio Ghibli, I am a child and I like it when they do, like, creatures, dragons, mm. spirits. The fantastical. The Yeah, the fantasy of it. That's Studio Ghibli at its best for me personally. Yeah. I love the moving castles, like, moving castles, scarecrows hopping about and, like, scary witches and shit like that. So this film had nothing... This is the fantasy. Very realistic. Very grounded in reality. Um, and I enjoyed it and I can appreciate it for what it was. Mm. But not That's in a hurry a to see it again it. and not. Appreciating it for what it was. I appreciate it for what it was. But it, yeah. like you say, it wasn't for me. No. It wasn't for me. No. It's not what I like from a Shio Ghibli film. However, glad I've seen it. Mm. Glad to say I've seen it only yeah, yesterday. Tick it off the list. Tick it off the list. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much grounded in reality. Pretty much just a story of a character who looks back over her She's life. Yeah. yeah. And sort of talks about what's got her to where she is. But she of... isn't anywhere... What I kind of like about the realism of it, I guess, is that she isn't anywhere fantastic. No, she's never special. Like, it's not like she's a CEO of like the world's biggest business, no. and she's like, "Oh, well, let me talk to you about my childhood and how I got here." I think it's very real. She she goes over this this period in her life, and it was her fifth grade year at school that she keeps going back to, and I think it helps her make the decisions she needs to make at that moment in time. Yeah. Um. Hence why it's called only yesterday. Because the two narratives sort of run parallel to each other, don't they? They do. In Japanese, it's called Omahide Poro Poro. It's my Japanese for you there. Do you like that? Lovely. And that stands for... No, it doesn't stand for... It's <laughs> translated to... Memories come tumbling down. Oh. And that's kind of what it is, really, isn't yeah. it? Like, I think I prefer that title. <laughs> yeah. I understand why they changed it. Yeah, but, but I would have loved to say, welcome back to Discussing Doodles, we just watch memories tumbling down. Yeah. No, we've got no can today, so we've got this instead. <laughs> that sounded awful. I thought just, it was going to be ice. Just tweet us what that was. <laughs> it sounds disgusting. It sounds like we're just putting our hands in a bucket. 
and like flailing around in a bucket of water. <laughs> drink it from a bucket today. Yeah, bucket. Drink it from a. <laughs> oh, I meant to say fuck it. Drink it from a bucket. You're gonna say bucket. Drink it from a bucket. Whatever floats your boat, do what you want to do. <laughs> you want to drink from a bucket? Drink from a bucket. We haven't touched on this, and maybe we should before we get too far. Last week we watched Alice in Wonderland. Oh, we did, yeah. <laughs> we dove straight in with the only yesterday stuff there. We did. But... Alice in Wonderland was fantastical. It was, was... that, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was that, yes. Oh my god, is Studio Ghibli doing Alice in Wonderland? And that would make me. Go on, die. Say it. That would make me die. <laughs> I don't need no, no, no. Anybody that's listened to all of our episodes knows exactly what you were going to say then as well. <laughs> but how good would a Ghibli Wonderland be? That'd be so good. That'd be fantastic. I guess in a kind of little way, that's kind of what Spirited Away Spirited is. Spirited Away kind of is. It's yeah. that Wizard of Oz, Alice Wonderland, little girl goes to Fantastical World mm. storyline. Um, but yeah, I think them doing the Cheshire Cat, the Queen of Hearts and the White Rabbit and the Mad Hatter, I'd love to see how they design them. Yeah, the Caterpillar, too. it would be so good. I'd pay good money to see that. Yeah, me too. That would be cool. Blend the two. But they haven't done they it. haven't. They did only yesterday instead. Memories come tumbling down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so shall we do crack you, on? Do you have a genre for this one? Yeah, I do, mate. Go on. It's a 1991 Japanese animated drama film. Yes. It was a drama film, wasn't it? Yeah. It, like, could have easily, easily peasily, he <laughs> said. <laughs> could have easily peasily. It could have easily... Wait. Easy peasily. Oh, I, can't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It could have easily got away with being a live-action film. Easily peasily. Easily peasily. That could have been a live-action movie that we watched today. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that it was animated. Um, because I've, we've said it before that the western side of the world takes animation a lot more serious. Eastern side of the world. Eastern side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do it in my head. I did it wrong. The eastern side of the world takes animation far more seriously than we do. This is the western thing. side. In, in, the, in the west, animation is... For children. Predominantly for, does. Yeah, it, it's still looked at by a lot of people as a thing for children. Whereas mm-hmm. in the east... It's not. Mm. You get different genres of animation and you get them for different age groups. Yeah. This was an animated movie and for they made, adults. They made this and it was a success. Mm. I can just imagine like people going to watch it like it was the new fucking Bridget Jones. <laughs> and it just like did really well in yeah. Japan. Because they don't care. They in don't Japan, care. they just, they, they want to be told a story. They don't care whether that comes across in animation or live action. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that so too. Cool. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. We have so, I have so many conversations with people, like, you know, we just get in conversations with people at work and they say, what's the greatest movie ever made? Mm. I always say The Lion King, because, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, I it's... believe that is the greatest movie ever made. Me too. The original one, may I add, not the... Oh, remake. not the 2019 one, that can get in the bin. And they're like, no, I mean real movie. Yeah, that's and I'm like, sad. what do you mean real movie? That is a real movie. It is, isn't it? It's yeah. better than any film I've ever seen. Exactly, so, and then they on. go, no, 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 I mean, like, not cartoon yeah, that's sad. It is sad, and that's most people's opinion. It is, other than the listeners of this podcast. Mm. We appreciate animated movies. We are the elite. We are the elite. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of... I think that's that's sort of why I said I appreciate this film for what it is, because yeah. I think I appreciate that 
um, viewpoint of making a drama into an animated movie because that doesn't happen in the West. We don't do that. No. We at, don't do that. At this particular time in Japanese movie history as well, so like the very early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, there was this whole movement going on where they were trying to push the limits of animation, not in a technical stance, but in a what we can perceive as an animated story stance. Does that make sense? Right. So this is part of that movement. This is let's yes. extend the scope of what an animated film can Should be. be. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like it. But yeah, it does come across as a, li- a live action serious movie, doesn't it? So yeah. it's, it's, it's funny to watch because it, that's what it felt. I felt like adults would go to see this at the cinema. I would that would just never happen in this country. Stiff, as a kid watching that. Oh yeah, if I thought it was going to be, you know, similar vibes to Spirited Away, for example, as a kid, I would have hated only yesterday. I think. Yeah. But so, yeah, so a drama film is weird. It's quite possibly the first <laughs> drama we've ever done on the podcast. And yeah, I, I guess you could say one. Grave of the Fireflies was also that was like True. a historic drama, it was, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah, um, but I do love that they bought a element of that fantasy into that film yeah the fireflies themselves the sort of ghostly aspect of it um but this had none of that no at all really um the most fan fantasy bit was when she felt like she was walking on clouds because she was so happy that she like flew through the air yeah but it was but more symbolic you, you could get away with that in a live action film yeah. i think as well i mean a car um, flies at the end of greece yeah, the worst bit of Greece. <laughs> Greece goes so well until they the car flies and it all comes crashing down. It becomes one of the worst movies of all time. Um, so this was written and directed by the same person. Takahata. Takahata. Yeah. He also, wrote, well not wrote, but directed Grave of the Fireflies. Oh. And he's acted as a producer on a lot of... Uh, Miyazaki's movies so mm. he's kind of the second in command to Miyazaki yes. at Studio Ghibli basically. Love that. Yeah. Um, and this film is based on the 1982 manga of the same title I say the same title so the manga focused on young Taiko right. so it was just a, a three series manga about her as a little girl and the little things she got up to at school as a little girl and then Takahata he came along and he wrote that framing device of her 27-year-old self. Looking him, back on... Looking back on those stories from the manga. Right. Sorry, I'm jumping... No, I keep jumping no, no, in no, interrupting you. Carry on. Um, do you like the aspect of the character talking back about something? I... When I first started watching it, I was like, this is going to... I'm... It took me a while to get into it. Right. But once I was into it, I enjoyed it. I think seeing those moments of her childhood where things didn't go her way, specifically with her wanting to get into theatre and her dad not letting her, and the time her dad slapped her, um, Mm. and some of the things her sister said about her, uh, something I really, really, and you, I'm sure you would agree, something I really kind of um, sympathised with her was her not understanding fractions and maths. Oh my God, story of my life. (laughs) And how she was sort of deemed weird for for not picking yeah. it up when all the other kids could, and it made it made you feel sorry for her. I felt really. I just wanted yeah. to give that little girl a hug. I know, right? All I wanted to do was give her a, a squeeze. Literally, 
but that made you like the character more. Mm-hmm. So I think it was good. I think it was good. I think it was I, an interesting way to frame a film. Me too. I, I really liked that sort of telling a story from a character. The characters telling a story about themselves and you're showing what they've learned from past experiences. Um, but at the same time, the stuff when the the stuff that took place when she was a child were the best bits of the film. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Adult stuff was a lot more boring. The adult stuff, stuff. It really was a framing device, wasn't it? It was. But then there was the whole segments though, of them like picking the flowers, mm. the yellow flowers and having them have A lot of that stuff. to me was a showcase of the animation. Yes, because that was montage of It was montage and it was it was visibly very interesting and attractive whereas a lot more of the child stuff wasn't quite as mm-hmm. as such do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah i get that yeah i get that do you have a favorite moment yes go on the end scene me too the best bit of the whole film was the credits yes it no, really... not because sounds like i was like <laughs> i was so fucking glad this film ended the credits were the best bit there was something going on while the credits were coming up so throughout the story, when she so basically she goes on this trip to a farm in the countryside, um, and she spends a lot of time with this man that lives out there, and they get on really well, don't they? Yeah. Um, and another lady, the the lady that she's staying with, suggests that they might be a good couple. Yes. Um, and she it kind of it throws her a little bit, doesn't it? And she's due to go home the next day anyway, so she gets on the train to go home, and she says goodbye. And she's on the train going home, and suddenly she starts... Well, I don't know if she actually sees them, but we see her fifth grade self and all her classmates in the train with her. They're obviously not really there, but they're there. And they kind of ferry her off the train and onto another train going back the other way. Yes. And she goes back for him, doesn't she? And it's actually just a really sweet ending. And it doesn't end... It doesn't end with a big romantic kiss or anything like that. No. It ends with him nearly tripping over and her sort of catching him. Yeah. And then them just walking, walking together. together. They don't yeah. hold hands, nothing. They just walk yeah. together. It's and that's very how sweet. it ends. Yeah. I, that was the highlight for me. I love that bit. Mm. So good. Me too. Me so too. So good. But yeah, I did enjoy the stuff of her as a kid. I thought the stuff at school was always very funny, very entertaining. Um, and very accurate of schools. Oh, really accurate. And it makes you realise that school is the same... Everywhere and anywhere. Honestly. Because this is set on the other side of the world in 1966. And school was exactly the same there as it was when I went. Literally. In the early 2000s. Do you know what I mean? It's like the way the children speak to each other. The way uh, the boys react to finding out about periods. Yeah. Uh, The way way PE as a lesson is structured, that boys play boy sports and girls Girls play play girl sports, sports, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It It makes you realise how shitty school is. And then the whole thing that she's she's branded a weirdo by everyone because she doesn't know how to do some maths. Yeah. Just because her brain works slightly differently. Differently, literally. And it's like, how fucking... And the thing is, like... That was like that in 1966, but I'll tell you something. When I went to school in 2004, 2005, it was, it was like the that. same fucking literally. thing. Literally. Literally. It's like, how, how can we still be there treating children like that? I see. It's Th- crazy. Like, school... I don't know what schools are like now, because well, I don't true. go. We haven't been. But... I left school 10 years ago. You left school longer. 13. I would guess. 
I like to think it's changed over that time, but school is very good at putting you in a box that you don't want to be in. Yeah. It's very good at that. And so that was very Trying to teach a fish this. to climb a tree, like that old yes. saying. Like, Literally. Yeah. Um, and that was very accurate in this. I, I thought that was really good. The that bits actually made sc- me feel quite angry at points. Yeah. Like, the bits yeah. in the school were really good, and the ending were really good. They were the highlights of the film for me. Do you have a mark, a score for story? Yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I think I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Sixy Wixy, come to me. I love you and you love me. Is that how it goes? Yeah. It's around me with me. Yeah. These things happen. These things happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, characters. Characters. Talk to me. Well, we've got our main character, Taiko. Taiko Okajima. Okajima, yeah. Who, um, we were watching the English dub. Journey um, was done in 2016. Yeah, relatively, relatively new. It took 25 years to get from, dubbed. From the film coming out to get dubbed, yeah. Um, and little Taiko was voiced by Alison Fernandez. Yeah. Who I know as playing young Jane in Jane the Virgin. Oh, okay. And I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe she's the little girl in Logan. Oh, okay. I, I didn't think. know that. I don't know. I think. Um, and an adult one is voiced by Daisy Ridley. Both actresses were not born when the film originally came out. Wow. Even Daisy. Daisy's yeah. my age, so she, I think she's 1992 baby. And the film came out in 91, so Daisy wow. wasn't born. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, they were good. She, Alison Fernandez, for me... Scene stealer. Star of the show. For yeah. sure. Easy peasy. Child Taikeo, or Taiko, I can't say the name. She was the, the absolute best bit, for sure. So we have got the love interest, Toshio, who Toshio, is yeah. Dev Patel. To- it was Toshio, wasn't it? Because it sounded like the rhymed with like, Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was Dev Patel. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the other, you've got her whole family, so her mum, her dad sisters and grandma mm-hmm. and then all the classmates all the farmers there was quite a bit of... we recognized a couple of voices didn't we yeah the mum is gray delisle who is she's loads of things gray delisle she's princess azula in avatar hey we get we have zuko and azula zuko and azula <laughs> in it yes she yeah she's azula she's also the original ventress in the original clone wars the 2d clone wars you're baddies then yeah but also daphne and scooby-doo oh really yeah so not always not always um and then yeah ashley Eckstein was yako mm-hmm. uh the middle sister who is ahsoka in clone wars yes um yeah um nice characters Nothing overly no. amazing. I don't think I'm going to remember them by the end of the series when we look back on discussing Doodle Series 6 and be like, whoa, what stood out? I don't think these characters are going to be overly memorable. I think, me. for me, a lot of them were quite... Because it is based in realism, you didn't have any big extravagant characters, and that's fine. But I feel like a lot of the time of the film was set spent establishing Tycho as an interesting character and she was an yeah. interesting character she was definitely the most interesting character yes across both 
periods. Yeah. Um, I liked her as a character. Yes. I didn't really care for many other people, no, really. No. A couple of the other kids, you know, I thought, oh, they're cute. Yeah. Or um, I didn't mind Toshio. He was nice enough. Yeah. He, when he, she meets him at the train station. Yeah. And he's in the pink jacket and the blue trousers. Yeah. I've never seen a more good looking animated character in my whole life. Really? But only in that outfit. Only in that one particular scene. When he got out of the outfit, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> but in that outfit, he's fit. Oh, and I was like, go for it, babes. Who is the most attractive animated character you've ever seen in your life? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> is animated crushes weird? No. No. I think everyone else listening at home is going, yes. No, it is weird. Some of them are, ma- are designed to look attractive. I know, but they're 2D and they're not real. <laughs> But this guy in a pink outfit, he's up there. Okay. He's in top ten for sure. Is he? Yeah. But um With Kovu. <laughs> a lion. <laughs> no. Everyone thinks Kovu's really hot, don't they? Yeah, people do. But I don't know if I can put a lion in my top ten most attractive animated characters. Okay. I'm trying to guess. Oh, Jim Hawkins. Jim Hawkins is probably number one. Yeah. Treasure Planet Jim Hawkins. Yeah. Top tier. He's fit. He's yeah. fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Disney has a lot, actually. Um, but I think that's just... Cause Aladdin? I, yeah, Aladdin's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's pretty fit. <laughs> and um, tell, you, tell you who is also hot is... Um, there's a, there's a whole collection that aren't princes that are hotter than the princes. Milo right? Thatch. Yeah. Okay. Is he? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is he? Yeah. So, Jim Hawkins, Milo Thatch, David from... Oh, yeah. And Stitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Tadashi. David always reminds me of, you know, the young one in Dodgeball? No. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. That's what I always see when I see David. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Jim... Milo, David, and Tadashi, the older brother in Big Hero 6. Oh, we got some CG in there as well. They are the four hottest Disney characters. None of them are princes. I apologise to the prince stands because they're a real thing. People love princesses and princes in Disney. Yeah. But those four men, they're the hottest. Sorry. See, I don't think there are any CGI characters that are as attractive as two-dimensional characters. And I'll tell you why. Because a lot of two-dimensional, especially Disney characters, are drawn with realistic proportions. Whereas right. CGI characters have like massive heads. True. True, they do. <laughs> like, really they? little bodies yeah. and stuff. And it's but just Tadashi's like... attractive. Okay, yeah. Give me that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a conversation. We really went off on a tangent. Yeah, we did. You're not saying anyone. Well, I was, I was, you were not asking me. I was asking Come you. Come on. Um, I'm asking. And what do I have to predict as well? Yeah, go and guess some. Okay, I think I've got... I've got a few in my head. I think I've got one for sure. Yeah. Um, Esmeralda. Yes, number one. Back Notre Dame. Easy. Right? Yeah. Okay. We know each other's number ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this is really off topic. <laughs> um, Ariel? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Ariel is beautiful. But I think Ariel might just be more beautiful because she doesn't wear many clothes. <laughs> when, you're, when you're little, you're like, when you're oh, a little yeah, boy, you're like, oh my God, look at all that skin. <laughs> yeah. All that animated skin. <laughs> um, cool. Who else? Do you like uh, Pocahontas? She's yes. beautiful. Yes, Pocahontas, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Tiana. Yeah? She's gorge. But, but I, actually, I think Pocahontas would probably be number two. 
after Esmeralda. Esmeralda yeah. yeah. Jane? Yeah, I like Jane. Jane's a funny one, though, because when I was little, I didn't. Yeah, I know. Jane grew on me. Yeah. <laughs> as, an, as, a, <laughs> as an adult. As, as an adult. We have an adult crush. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was an adult when Big Hero 6 came out, and I was like, the brother. True. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, animated crushes. If you guys have any, let us know, because yeah, maybe we are weird. No, loads of people have animated yeah. crushes. Hercules is hot. I see Hercules TikToks about it all the time. Yeah. I literally liked one the other day about a girl that was obsessed, like, loved Kakashi. <laughs> Kakashi. And I was like, I love him too. I love him too. <laughs> yeah, the guy in this, Tosh- Toshio. Toshio. I thought he was a bit weird in personality. He did things that, like, she'd ask him a question, like, oh, because she was talking about how when she was younger, she never understood fractions. fractions. And she was like, is there anything like that for you? And then he just went on a tangent about farming. Farming, yeah. But he growled before. He was <clears> like, <throat> Yeah. And then he spoke about farming. Um, so to me, he's just nice to look at, not nice to talk to. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Have you got a score for the characters? Um, five? Five. I'm going to go five as well. Oh, little agreements. Animation. Go on then. <laughs> this is like standard Ghibli animation. Really. It is. Um. There were some really nice bits. There were some the, gorgeous bits. That sort of bit we were talking about where we were looking at the close-ups of the flowers. We had, like, bumblebees landing on them. We had dew drops falling off. Those bits were really nice. They were gorgeous. Also, the landscapes yes. in those bits, the, the paintings of the backgrounds were sensational, really. Yeah. Um. Again, with Ghibli, it's always the same. The way the characters move always blows me away. There's little yeah. idiosyncrasies, little imperfections in their movements that you just don't get in other animations yeah and it is the imperfections make them perfect it makes them real it makes them yeah actual humans yeah and it really works in a film like this oh they're supposed to be grounded in that reality i Um, there were a few design ideas that i wasn't so keen on me too for me young taiko and old taiko looked far too different from each other agreed they had different hair color yeah different skin color if when I, if I watched this as a child, six, I would not seven, know. I wouldn't have got that they were the same person no. until I rewatched it as an adult. It, it's yeah, they, they just didn't look didn't enough, look alike, enough yeah. alike, and they did this thing with Tycho. I guess it was to try and add maybe a level of realism just to give her face a bit more personality. But they tried to give her. I guess they were like dimples. Yeah, didn't um, like him. And it just aged her. It, it just, did, didn't it? She's meant to be 27, which... I, I'm, I, I, this might be me being defensive now as a 29-year-old, but that's young, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Right? A 27-year-old yeah. Japanese woman is not got a wrinkled face. No, she's not going to have lines. She's going to have a beautifully smooth face when animated. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just It made her look yeah. like other other Ghibli characters... When you look at them and, and they've got lines like that on their face, that's portraying somebody older. That's portraying someone, you know, in their, in their 50s, like middle-aged yeah. almost. Yeah. So it did It, did it was weird. I think it was to be like dimply, like round-cheeked, mm. full-cheeked, but it just didn't look right. No. I think I understand the idea behind it, but I don't think I agree with the execution. Very nice way of putting it. Thank you. But all in all, it was... It's just exactly what you expect from Ghibli, isn't it? Yeah, lovely landscapes, very attractive man. <laughs> and um, we had like nice little details, like when they were driving along in the rain. 
and you could see oh, the headlights that. and the brake yeah. lights in That's the rain, probably on, my favorite bit the rain the film, on the floor. Like, visually, yeah. It's just those sort of things that Ghibli thinks about that not other animation studios think of. Yeah. The little details. Um, it is good. They are good to look at. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah? Yeah. Ew. Me too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that we're agreeing. We're agreeing. I don't know what accent that was. Spanish, maybe? <laughs> that was my Puss in Boots impression. <laughs> Uno leche, por favor. Uno leche, por favor. I found out I've been saying that wrong for all these years. Really? It's not... They don't say uno leche. He says un leche. Oh, un leche. por favor. I've been saying uno like one. One. Like he's going one leche. Yeah, that's what I think he's just saying a milk. Yeah. Yeah. A milk, please. I suppose if you're on your own and you go up to a bar, you don't go... One milk, please. You say a milk, please. I love that you're ordering milk from the bar. <laughs> I'm going to do that next time. Oh, I'm going to do that. I used to do it. In yeah, fact, you did, I used you did to it say... in Spanish. Yeah, I used to say it in Spanish on holiday in Spain. Yeah. To go up to the bar and, like, as a kid and be like, leche por favor, or, you know, leche por favor. Po favor. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. What the tangents we've gone off of today... Are we okay? Uh, no. He needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to music now. Oh, we're really milking it now. Oh, stop yourself. That was utterly ridiculous. Oh, I bet they were sitting at home thinking, how dare he? <laughs> oh, no! I'm done. we got to stop. Do you remember in Sarah Jane Adventures? I'm going off on the biggest tangent here. Like, where is me. milk? Oh my god, yes! I, I was going to say, where is milk coming? I've got it, I've got it. And they go and see the show of that guy, and yeah. Luke's trying to say, he's really cheesy, isn't he? And he turns around to Clyde and goes, he's really milky, he's isn't he? He's milky. <laughs> <laughs> so good, that's my favourite show. Right, back to OES today. <laughs> We've gone off on oh, Disney god. crushes. Puss in Boots, Sarah Jane Adventures. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, back to only yesterday. The music. Go on. You've forgotten something. No, I just I just thought it's called Only Yesterday and the Beatles cameoed. Oh, well, they did. The Beatles cameoed, but we were just saying how good Gib- Ghibli are at the details. Maybe not. They missed one because... Maybe not. Paul McCartney's left-handed and he played his bass guitar the other way around. And um, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. This. There were three men stood there with all guitars facing the, the same, same way. way. And I noticed it straight away. I was like, ah, that doesn't look like the Beatles to me. <laughs> like the Beatles. Um, the music in this was done by a guy called Katz Hoshi. But I couldn't find. So it's not Joe Hisashi. No, he normally Joe. does it. No, it sounded similar. similar. It had the vibe. Yeah, that piano-y vibe. Mm. Um, there was a nice choir segment. Oh, I love that. That was really nice, yeah. wasn't it? Um, I had a look at the other things. What? <laughs> this is one of those moments where we need to do a visual podcast oh, again. Luke just looked at his notebook. <laughs> There's a bit of tinsel on that. <laughs> it's just like, what? Where did that come from, though? I mean, I know where it came from. Deeper came around and we did a Doctor Who Christmas special and we uh, always wear Christmassy bits. That'll do it. Um, so that's where the tinsel's come from, but why it's on my notebook when we've just been sat still and nothing's... It was like it fell from the sky. <laughs> the first thing you did was look up. Like, is there tinsel <laughs> like, on my ceiling? Where's that come from? That was shocking. I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. 
I, I looked up what cats had done. Lots of um, animated Japanese things, but nothing I've heard of. Okay. So I haven't written anything down because I'm selfish. And if I haven't heard of it, I don't talk about it. <laughs> so... That's that. Not much more to say. <laughs> Fair um, enough. There was a song. What was the song? It was called something in Japanese, but the English translation was The Roses... Right. And it was sung by Bette Midler when I found it. The Queen, the Queen, the Queen. This is a Japanese Um, version. There was a Japanese version of that at the end. And I said to Mark, I know this. This is a song you said. This is a song. Yes. This is a cover of a song. Um, But I couldn't pinpoint it. But Mark found it when we were doing the research. I'm very glad you did because I think I would have been... That's a nice song. Lovely. And I really liked the Japanese version at the end. Yeah, I did too. And it it was at that moment where she was... Was that the scene we liked? Yeah, switching trains. Yeah, that was the highlight. I'd watch that bit again. Yeah. I really would. I wouldn't watch a lot of her childhood scenes again, although they were the most interesting to watch. Yes, They were also the ones that made me uncomfortable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when she was crying after her dad hit her. That oh, well, that's why really I also sad. thought Alison Fernandez was a scene stealer, yeah. though. Her voice acting was incredible. Yeah, it was. It, ma- it, it, really made, it legitimately made me sad. It made yeah. my, like, insides churn a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the music as well. There were moments in this film choice moments to have literal nothing silence like not even a sound effect what was really funny is our mum was um, having a sunday afternoon nap <laughs> and she falls when she's napping then there has to be the background noise, noise that she fell asleep she to. kept waking up because of the kept, silence she kept waking up because this film just kept deciding to have literally nothing like scenes that were literally just deathly silent no soundtrack no <clears throat> distant car going past or rainfall or someone sniffing or anything genuinely silent yeah so she kept waking up from her nap because it kept (laughs) sounding like you and me were like pausing the telly or something um but yeah so that that was an interesting choice um but i think it works i think i mean maybe some of them went on a bit too long the silences they were kind of awkward weren't they but i think as a direct choice like the director as a choice it's a good one. I guess those moments were there to make you feel awkward. Yes. And it, it does. Bring, it hits home the realism again mm. that this film has. That, you know, if this was real life, this is what it would sound like. Yeah. There's no soundtrack or anything. It will sound like that. Um, so I kind of appreciated the the themes. I loved the song at the end. Loved the choir segment of music. But other than that, nothing really stood out to me. No. But there were three bits. <laughs> the silence... The choir and the song that I really liked. Have you got a score in mind? 6.5. Okay. Shall I do it? Do it. I'll agree. Okay. I, when you said, shall I do it? I was like, well, he's either going to agree or disagree. I actually don't know which one. <laughs> That's why I was just like, do it. Do it. Just do it. Legacy. Legacy. Um, it's got 100% rating oh, on shit, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. There's not many movies that do. No. And personally, I wouldn't have thought this one would have been one. Would be one. Um, I wrote on my notes, <laughs> I was in a rush and I wrote 100% tomatoes. <laughs> and then just in brackets put rotten. Because <laughs> I was like, I might forget what I mean. Amazing. 100% tomatoes are rotten. Um, and in 2021, I believe they're either, it either came out or they're making a live action version. Okay. Um, and I think we always give the Disney films a score for we live do. action remakes. Uh, so I think that this one deserves it as well. Um, I imagine it's a Japanese 
remake. I would assume so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're my legacy points. Do you have anything to add? Famous cast. Daisy yeah. Ridley, Death yeah. Patel. They're, they're big names. Oh, can we... Can I... I was meant to say this in characters. I feel like this is a very sad thing to say, though. I will give the legacy point for the two of them. Mm. They were the worst two in the movie. I didn't like them. I, I love Daisy Ridley and Deb Patel. So this is no offence to them as performers, because they are very good. And I yeah. love them in many things. This wasn't it. Deb Patel is, it. is one of my favourite actors. Yeah. I think he's great. He's, he's absolutely really good. He's so brilliant good. in so many things. I've only seen Daisy Ridley in a couple of things. I've only she's seen always her. Been good, she's always been good in whatever I've yeah. seen. I think Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't really seen her in much else, so I don't know so much about her range. But I yeah. know that you know, for example, the live action um, Avatar: Le- Legend of Ang or whatever it's called, yes. Last Airbender. Yeah. Terrible film. Yeah. Dev Patel was a highlight. Yeah, he was good. He in actually that. was yeah. probably the best in that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, uh, they're both people who I, who I have, and, and actually Ray is my favorite character yeah, in the new Star Wars trilogy. They have been standout performers before, but in this they just weren't, and that might be because maybe voice acting isn't their isn't game. Their thing. I think that's part of it. Is maybe they? I don't know, but I could kind of tell that they were sat in a booth recording. Mm. Uh, it didn't feel as genuine as the lines could have been. Um, One thing I found quite funny was that Daisy was putting on an American accent and for the most part it was a very convincing American accent. She was obviously matching accents with, uh, what's her name, Alison Fernandez. Yes. Um, but Dev Patel wasn't putting on an American accent. So yeah. when they were doing scenes together, yeah. I could hear him throwing her off. Yeah. <laughs> and every now and then her, her accent, accent was slipping. Did slip a few times. But I think it slipped straight away as well, though, because I'm sure at the beginning she was like, I'm going to the countryside. And I was like, <laughs> I was like well, that's Daisy Ridley. And then when she spoke again, I was like, is, is it? it? <laughs> yeah. Because then she was American. But I'm sure at the very beginning she was like, really... Daisy Ridley's American accent <laughs> really gave me... <laughs> Meghan Markle vibes. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe that was her. Maybe that's what she was her going go for. to inspiration. Yeah. Maybe she watched loads of Meghan to get the accent Just watch correct. all the suits. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, there was something about Deb Patel who was speaking in his normal accent, so I can't put it down to an accent. But there was just something off. I yeah. Don't know. I guess like I don't know. Maybe they're too famous to be voices. Maybe, but 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 what I was going to say was, in a in a movie like this where. Dev Patel was the only person speaking with a British accent. Yeah. For no apparent reason. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> it makes sense that it didn't make sense. I know that I should appreciate a British accent because yeah. I have one. Yeah. But... <laughs> that is my pen. It sounded like I just guffed, but my pen... But you know um, what I mean. Yeah. There was... I don't know. I will give the legacy point to a famous cast. Yeah. Um, but I am going to say, other than maybe Alison Fernandez and Ashley Eckstein... Not my favourite cast. No. Okay, so we've got three legacy points. Yeah. Yeah. So is that three points? Seems very harsh. Very, very harsh. Very, very harsh. I don't know. Is there anything else we can give it? No video game. There's a manga, but it came out first. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a box office success. It was. Yeah, that does count. We've we've given that to movies before. Big box office success. Yeah. Yeah. 100% 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, live action remake, famous cast. Box office success. Four points. 
Four points each. We, we, we've matched all day today. Look at that. That's really nice. That so obviously agreeable. means we felt very much the same about yeah. this movie. I'm pretty certain we did that for Grave of the Fireflies as well. Did we? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You can check yeah. your book in a minute. We, um, we rarely disagree, to be fair. There's not been a stark, stark difference to a film. We had one a couple of days ago. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Story. Oh, yeah. You gave it eight, I gave it 4.5. Yeah, that's great. That is that's, quite a difference. That's quite a gap. But I mean, like, a constant difference from no. start to finish. There's I always remember the time been... you gave Despicable Me 2 a one for music. Hell yeah. That surprised me. Because I thought the music was one of the strongest things when in that movie. stupid fucking song in a film. Okay, so... <laughs> Hit me. So for the story, we both gave it a six. Mm-hmm. Got an itchy head. Oh, no. For characters, we both gave it a five. Yep. For animation, we both gave it an 8. Yep. Music, we both gave it a 6.5. Yep. And for characters, we both gave it a 4. For characters? No, for legacy. <laughs> my, my L that I wrote over legacy is all skewed. 59. 59. 59. Okay, how does that add up compared to previous Ghibli movies? Previous Ghibli movies, we've got... Amer- <laughs> Kiki's Delivery was 65.5, okay. which I think is fair enough because that is more iconic as a film to me yeah. in my brain. Um, <laughs> Fire- Grave of the Fireflies was 73.5. Yeah. Totoro we missed. Oh, Totoro 76. And then we had Laputa 74. And now Sakurt 66. So it's the bottom. It is the bottom. And I think that's right. But that doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that it was a bad movie. No, not it at wasn't. all. I mean, it, like we were saying, it was a box office success. It's got 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. This film is made for an audience. Yes. I just don't think you and me are members of that audience. No. I would recommend it to people. I would too. I think there are some people out there, maybe the ones who think animated movies are for children, Yeah. maybe could do with giving this one a go, and I think they may change their mind. Yeah, it's because it's definitely not for kids, is it? It's not. Like we say, it's a drama. How often do you get an animated drama in the West? You don't. We don't no. do that. So, uh, yeah, it, it would be an eye-opener for some, I feel. But if you like drama movies... Give it a go. It's on Netflix. It is. I was going to say, it's, it's easy, easy to, to watch. Find. It's on Netflix. Only yeah. yesterday. Obviously, if you want to watch last week's film, you all know where that is on Disney+. Disney Plus. If you want to watch next week's film... Oh, that's harder. That is hard. I don't know if it's on Netflix. It Try might be. It's, we've got it on DVD, we've got it on so we're DVD. okay. <laughs> so next week is Don Bluth week, and we actually go back to an actual Don Bluth movie. Oh, yeah, because the last season. one was the sequel, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, which is called Rock-A-Doodle. I believe it's based on a story, what's it called, Chanticleer, about a singing co- cockroach. <laughs> um, I'm excited for next week because I love Don Bluth. He's one of my personal animation heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't remember enjoying this film so much. No, it's not one I've often revisited as a child. Mm. Um, so it was never a favourite. Um, I've just looked and it's not on Netflix. Okay. So not easily accessible, but we're okay. We're okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, not a favourite as a kid, but I genuinely probably haven't seen it for many a year. No. So I'm kind of intrigued to rewatch. I'm intrigued. I may have a new love for it as an adult. Who knows? Who no. Luke, 
Mark. Before we get to... Actually, no, let's swap it around. You ask me. Before we... What am I asking you? Where you can find me. Oh, is that what we were doing? Yeah, we're going okay. there, yeah. Before we go, Mark, where can we find you? You can find me at ActuallyMJR on Twitter and at ActuallyMJR underscore 2.0 on Instagram. Luke, where can we find you? At Lukey Reed on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Me? Mm-hmm. And you can follow the show at Disc Doodles on Twitter and Instagram. And you can head over. I nearly said LinkedIn to LinkedIn. <laughs> Imagine. What's it called? Letterbox. You can head over to Letterbox to see. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just imagining discussing doodles on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. You imagine our discussing doodles LinkedIn profile. Um, you can head over to Letterbox to see all the films we have discussed in one list. Or multiple lists. All the lists on all Letterboxd. The lists. And we'll see you next week for Rocker Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Discussing dudes are going to look at Rocker Dude. Oh my God, sounds like <laughs> pornography. Rocker Doodle, it is Rocker Doodle. We're discussing doodles, it's our film. Oh my God, discussing... Dis- <laughs> discussing doodles. <laughs> I went northern. <laughs> discussing doodles. You've been watching too much fucking 13th Doctor, you have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> discussing doodles watches Rocker Doodles. <laughs> I'm gonna commit. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. If you made it this far, this far, this far, far. <laughs> if you made it this far. please tweet us um, at Dust Doodles. <laughs> Dust Doodles, and just say you two. <laughs> just say yeah. that just yeah, say you too. You too. no tweet us your animated crushes yeah do that I, I want, want to hear. know them yeah, animated crushes send them our way don't actually I wonder what the next one will be the next fit person yeah who have we had on discussing doodles before we go quickly who have we had that's been fit oh so I far? did fancy the dad in Totoro as well I fancied the girl in El Dorado oh yeah you did she was hot we've had yeah. Aladdin he's fit Oh, yeah, Aladdin. Jasmine, she's fit. Yeah, uh, Anakin Skywalker, he's fit. Um, Obi-Wan, he's fit. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we panic coming up with crushes. <laughs> when I was a child, I fancied Ash Ketchum. Did you? Yes. I think we've discussed that. We have. I think when I was a child, I probably fancied... Misty. <laughs> you said you too. <laughs> Do you want to kiss the Pokemon like Ash did? <laughs> right, let's fucking did. go. Tweet us your crushes. Fuck you. Bye. Bye, mum. <laughs>